Welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast, the show intended to help you get more out of your everyday time in the Word. This is a ministry of Compass Bible Church in North Texas, and if you'd like to join along with our daily Bible reading program, you can do so by going to compassntx.org and clicking on the Daily Bible Reading tab. Thanks for joining in for today's episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. It's Thursday, and you're back, and you're reading your Bible, so good job. You win. You you win. You win. Hey, did you see? In fact, I want to check really quick and uh, in real time give you guys updates. Real time. Earlier today, at least, I was I was checking on my phone. And granted, it's Tuesday, but uh, we're recording recording this. It's Thursday Thursday for you. Yeah. But I looked, and it was going to be one degree for the low. Okay, now it says five degree for the low on Tuesday. Thanks for heating up, man. I'm already hot. Yeah. Hot in this office. Yeah, and the chance of snow has gone from fifty five percent on Monday down to thirty five percent. Oh, I kind of want it. Like that's crazy. I don't understand how things fluctuate. I but don't the, the low on Monday is eleven. Yeah, that's amazing. And the low on Tuesday is five. I can't wait to go outside. Yeah. I'm really honestly excited about feeling that. Well, you will. Yeah, I, I'm not to, gonna. I would as long as I'm near my home or some other place where I can get back indoors. <laughs> I can't wait to feel it. Yeah, yeah. Even this morning, the wind was blowing like crazy on Tuesday morning, and uh, it, the, the wind. Chill said it was nineteen. It felt like nineteen degrees outside. That, yeah. that that was that was crazy, man. Pretty cold. There's pretty this cold. guy on YouTube that I track. I think his channel is called the Outdoor Boys or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, you know who he is? He oh, yeah. Camps outdoors. Yeah. And, like there's millions of people that watch this guy do it. It's, yep. it's amazing. I would love to go camping with that guy. His name's Luke, right? This is Luke with the Outdoor Boys. Uh, yeah. Got glasses. Yeah. Yeah. That that dude. Yes, I like him. He's yeah. fun. He is fun. He is fun. He's uh, I, I believe he's Mormon. Oh, uh, from I'd, I'd love to go out and hang, hang with them. Yeah. Mormons for all that they're not, they are really nice people. Yes. And, uh, he's prepared. I, I, I watch his stuff and I'm like, dude, if the end of the world hits, he's like, he's, he's the guy you want to go survive. <laughs> he's going to be able to be okay. I mean, he's camping in some pretty gnarly places. Yeah. We watched him camp in Alaska in yeah. like 60 below digging snow tunnels. And yeah. well, dude, it's, I'm impressed. I yeah. just watched the guy and he was, so they, he has a hot tent, right? Where they put the, he has the oven inside right. and, I'm amazed because inside the tent, it's like 95 degrees. Right. And then outside the tent, it's minus 60. That's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I, I want to be like him when I grow up. So. Mormon. Yeah. Not that so much, (laughs) as much as he, uh, the camping. Something you want to tell us, Pastor PJ? No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, uh, but you may be wondering as it's Thursday and Sunday's right around the corner and you're looking at the forecast going, what's going to happen? Hey, we want you to know that uh, we're going to, right now, our plan is we're going to have church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So even if it is one degree on Sunday morning, we're going to have church. As long as there's no major reason why we could not or should not. Right. So it, obviously if, if we get rain on Saturday night and it freezes overnight and the, the roads are just a sheet of ice, we won't have church, but uh, we will communicate to you. We yeah. will update you via email, via text, via smoke signal. If Instagram, the power's not working, we will. Yep. We'll do, we'll send up a cloud. Californians, we don't want to hear it from you. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Let's let's everybody <laughs> look the whole stereotype thing. This per, this group doesn't drive well in this weather. Like let's let's build our bridge and get over that. And let's <sighs> let's uh, let's go out and and let's be brave. <laughs> be brave. It'll be okay. And listen, ice requires wetness to form. So just because it's super cold doesn't mean that all of a sudden there's going to be ice on the road. Uh, there needs to be precipitation in order for there to be ice. Would it so, like morning? Thinking of the morning mist, no. would that not allow for some kind of development no. of ice? No, not even no. that? No, no. Okay. No, there needs to be active precipitation. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Now, if it snows on Saturday or snows on a day, and then that snow happens to melt later on in the day, and then overnight the, the temperatures drop to freezing, that's yeah. when you can get ice. Okay. So maybe it didn't rain, but that snow melts, the ground is wet, it freezes overnight, then there's ice. 
So yeah, be be careful. But hey, we we're, we're confident that church is going to happen on Sunday. So and if you're wondering if that's one of you out there, then uh, bring your hot tent and come to church, or just bring a jacket. It'll or just probably, they'll probably just be heating in the in the. In yeah, the gym. don't bring a hot tent. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about Job. Job twenty nine thirty and thirty one. Yeah, Job twenty nine. I titled the man I once was. Um, as Job reflects on uh, everything that has happened to him, he begins to look back not on the suffering that he endured, but on what it used to be like for him. And so you have in verses one through six, he's looking back on on these blessings that God had provided for him at one point in his life. And then uh, he goes from the blessings to verses seven through eleven, talking about the honor that he enjoyed. And then uh, twelve through seventeen, kind of the the, the pinnacle of the the chapter here, he's talking here about the reasons why he enjoyed these things. And, and it's because of his integrity, because of his, his, uh, his righteousness and the things that he did. He says, I, I delivered the poor, the fatherless, uh, the, the blessing of him who was about to perish came upon me. The, the ones that were dying were blessing him uh, with their, their blessings. He caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. He put on righteousness and it clothed him. And so Job is appealing to these things saying, this is why I received the blessing and the honor that he did. Verses 18 through 20, then he stresses more blessings that he received. And then the chapter concludes in verses 21 through 25, returning to this concept of honor that he had enjoyed. So all the things that he no longer had, he's looking back fondly saying, there once was a time when I had all of these things. And I think he's, he's longing for that again. Probably not a good strategy though, when it comes to dealing with, when you're going through a difficult season, it's, it's so easy to look back and be like, oh man, remember yesteryear and things are so much better back then. And we, we all do this. Nostalgia. We have this and, and it's not true. It's just not true. We often selectively, you know, we choose memories and events that were like, oh, I mean, it was so good back then. We forget the other stuff. Right. And the reality is, even though the present's always a mixed bag, we should be thankful. We should be grateful. We should be sober-minded at minimum to say, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to glorify the past to be something that it wasn't. I'm going to be part of the future. I'm, I'm going to rather, I'm going to be part of the present. Look forward to the future and trust that God's got good plans in mind. Nothing wrong with loving what God did in the past. That's great. Let, let, let the past draw out from you praise and thanksgiving. But what Job is doing here is super unhelpful. Right. He's just looking back and saying, remember the good old days when I was this? It's like that guy from uh, Uncle What's-His-Face, Uncle Ricky from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Like, we could have got it state, man. Rico. Rico. <laughs> we could have had state if the coach just put me in. That's what Job is doing. Right. He's not, it's, this is not sanctified recall. Right. This is ungodly and unhelpful. I would, I would strongly encourage you against it, which is why one of the reasons I keep a journal. I, yeah. I want to have accurate, as much as I can anyway, memory of what God has done in the past. So I could trust him in the present and look forward to the future. Yeah. It's super helpful. And we think about that from the church's perspective too. And, and let's be honest, y'all, it's, uh, growing increasingly difficult for us to be believers in this country. And I think we can look back fondly over our shoulder at the, uh, maybe the mega church era, even as recently as the nineties and think, man, wasn't that great? Well, was it really, was it, was it great when it was easy to be a believer to where there really was, was not much of a cost that had to be counted to identify with Christ. And, and there was probably, lots of bloat. Yeah. Yeah. There was probably a lot of uh, false professions during that time because it was so easy to be a believer. So yeah, I think that's that's well taken. We need to be careful about looking back over our shoulder and not be like Lot's wife in that regard and, and yeah. think, oh man, it was so much better And uh, when God is calling us uh, to what he's doing right now. Um, uh, chapter 30 then, if uh, if chapter 29 is all about the man that he once was, chapter 30 is about the undoing of that man. He's, he's going over and rehearsing all of the things again that God has done 
to him to bring him to where he is. And, and I really kind of, I broke it down into three sections in, in verses one through 15, that honor that he talked about, he's robbed of that honor um, here. And, and there's a lot of hyperbole that I think Job uses throughout the book. Some of it is is actual things that took place. And I think others of it are, are hyperbolic statements um, that uh, he's using just to stress the uh, the desperation of his situation. But uh, robbed in the honor in verses 1 through 15, robbed of blessings from God in verses 16 through 23, and then robbed of benevolence from everyone in verses 24 through 31. So Job is, is really kind of going back through, and here's where I find myself. This is the man I used to be, man, wasn't that great? But now this is the man that I am, and isn't it isn't it awful? Yeah, and, and this this is a godly complaint. I I, sus, I suspect. <laughs> I, I want to hope that anyway. Yeah. Um, but on the heels of what we're what we're just describing, he's looking at the past and saying, "Wasn't it so awesome then? And isn't it so awful now?" Man, this is just not helpful. Right. I, I, even if it's true, and there's a bit of poetic license taken here, I would never counsel a Christian to lament their life in this way. There's times when lamenting is is a right and good and even faithful response. I don't know that I sense that here in, in chapter 30 of Job's Job's dismay. Right. So, okay, we, we, we said looking back, not the right thing to do. No, I didn't say that. Looking back can be a very godly thing. Okay. But yeah, that's what I was going to say is, is what, what purpose does that, because there are good things that happened in our past and there are seasons of life that we would look back on and say, man, I feel like that was a better season of life than maybe the season of life that I'm going through right now. How should we think about that? So there's a book called Sanctifying Memory, I think. I forget the name of the title. I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it and maybe put it in our, our show notes here. Um, it's by Rare. Where? Rare. Matt Rare. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I went to college with him. Did you? I did. You wrote a good book on that. Is it? Re- it's Redeeming Memory, Redeeming Memory. That yeah. sounds right. That's that's closer. Yeah. Yeah. So he talks about this, and I think that, that that's a helpful book about the subject. If you're into biblical counseling, I would recommend it to you. It's got some helpful insights. Uh, long story short, memory should serve the purpose of deepening your faith in God. And if it's not doing that, you're, you're using it wrong. If your memory causes you to long for yesteryear and not look forward to the next year, I think your memory is not serving the way that God designed it. Your, everything in your life is meant to reinforce and encourage your love, trust, and, and Christ. And when your memory betrays you uh, and causes you to feel I don't know, to, to, to sorrow in a wrong way. There's, there's a good sorrow too, man. I, this is a complicated subject because there's so many nuances to this. Long story short, your memory should serve the purpose of deepening your love for God, of looking forward to what he's going to do. And often, and many times, it's because of the contrast. Maybe things were good in a particular season and now they're hard. You're sick, uh, the family's left the nest, and you have different physical issues that make your life more challenging than it used to be. That I get. But even then, it should cause you to say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. My hope is in you. My hope's not in the body. My hope's not in a certain family arrangement or a certain amount of money in the bank or a certain number of inflation. My hope is in you, and that's where it should belong. It should never have deviated to these other, as you called them, pools of Bethesda this last Sunday. I don't want to hope in these other things. They're shallow. They're fleeting. They're not forever. You are forever, and that's what memory should do for us. Yeah, that's helpful for sure. For sure. Well, chapter 31, if this, uh, if the scene is a courtroom, this is Job's closing argument. Um, the others have already made theirs. This is Job's chapter 32. You're going to get Elihu show up um, or Elihu or Elihu or Pick however your, you want to call yeah, it. You say tomato. And he's going to take it from there to the point that, yeah, that, that God shows up. Uh, but here Job kind of lands the plane and does so once more by appealing and saying, look, let me just give you a, a, a litany of different things that, that could be true of me and, and refute every single one. 
And so he he hits on all of these different things and he he takes these oaths and calls down judgment upon himself. Imprecatory psalms, we think of those that are psalms of judgment, calling down judgment on someone else. Job is, is offering that about himself here, saying, if I've done these things, then okay, fine. Do to me this and more. And so he hits on things. Uh, the first four verses, lust is uh, is in view. Uh, lying and deceit in verses five through eight. Adultery, verses nine through 12. Cruelty to his servants, verses 13 through 15. Uh, Neglect of the poor and the needy, verses 16 through 20. Abuse of the needy, verses 21 through 22. Uh, He goes on with more materialism and idolatry in verses 24 through 28. Uh, Joy at at another's disaster or downfall, verses 29 through 30. Selfishness, verses 31 through 32. Hypocrisy, verses 33 through 34. And greed, verses 38 through 40a. And, uh, and, and he says in all of this, that what motivated his, his fear, uh, his, his, his godliness, verse 23 was, I was in terror of calamity from God. I could not have faced his majesty. And so Job is appealing to his fear of God for what kept him from all of these ways. So he's not trying to boast and bow up and be like, I'm so great. He's saying, I didn't do any of this because I was afraid of God. And then the chapter concludes in verses 35 through 37 with him signing, literally saying, I'm, I'm, I'm signing my defense here, um, his, his, his closing argument there. And that's what he says uh, there in verse 40b, the, the words of Job have ended. He's going to speak again in his interaction with God in, in the end of the book. But here, his words of his defense have finally come to a close as he, uh, as he ends chapter 31. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things about Job's response later, and I know I'm cheating a bit by looking to the future. Job's going to say, look, I said a lot. I should have said a lot less. I, I, I just need to put my hand over my mouth. I'm talking about things that I don't know anything about. Yeah. If there's any lesson for us, and again, I, I've, this has been thematic only because I'm thinking about it as I look toward the new year, is setting a guard over our words, even when it comes to God. Not saying that you shouldn't pray. Obviously, you should spend mm-hmm. lots of time praying, but just mm-hmm. recognizing, man, that you are so limited in your view and scope. You know, sometimes in the morning when when it's cold and you know you got you got the the breath fogging up your mirror or fogging up your your window, you can't really see outside that well. I'm far more cautious. I, I drive a little more slowly. I try to run my uh, my defroster so I can see as clearly and as quickly as I can. But I don't make any major moves when I when the when the window's frosted over. I drive carefully and cautiously because I can't see. Right. We can't see. I don't know. Point zero one percent of all that God's doing in the world. And therefore, it, it behooves us to be cautious with our words before God. There was that Matt Redmond song. Remember this one? Um, You're God in heaven, and I'm here on earth. Therefore, I'll let my words be few. I know he's quoting scripture there. Yep. We're singing scripture. Yep. But that's the idea here. He's God. You're not. Be careful what you say to him. Yep. Don't, don't be so presumptuous. Don't assume that you know because you know your Bible well. And many of us who are following along with this podcast, you probably spent lots of time on your Bible. You're doing the chronological plan because you've done this other plan for 15 years. Uh, we're grateful for that. But never think because you know God's word that you know everything there is to know about God. Right. He's God. You're not. Guard your words. Right. Right. Helpful. Very much helpful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that's it for Job and his friends. Elihu, who is this mysterious one, he's not one of the friends. He's uh, he's kind of an eavesdropper, uh, dropper, a little bit of a uh, a voyeur on all of this to this point. He's going to he's going to give his two cents here. He's in, been there uh, the whole time. In the, what the is chapters that follow. I wonder if there's an audience. You ever, you, do you, have you heard about that or read about yeah. that in your commentaries? Yeah. There are people listening. Yeah. And that's partly what makes this performance so interesting because there's people listening in. Well, it's possible. In, in the ancient world, a lot of times things that the business of the city took place at the gate. And those that were honored 
would go to the gate and they would be held in high, high esteem. In fact, they had a seat at the gate that they would sit in. The king would often sit at the gate. So I, I, part of me wonders if this is happening at the gate, if the Job gates. and his friends are, are holding court Having there. it out. Yeah, at the gates. And that's why Elihu's like, oh, I'm just going to hold my peace. I have nothing to say. I'm here to observe and learn. Right. And he's like, no, I got to say something. Until finally he can't I got to say something. Right. Right, he's a, a wineskin bursting at the seams, literally. <laughs> Can and I testify? You'll hear more about that tomorrow when you join in. And so uh, keep reading your Bibles in the meantime. Testify, brother Elihu. Bye. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. We hope and pray this has been a blessing to you and your time in the Word. If it has, if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a like, leave a comment, and share it with some friends and family, that would be awesome. If you need more information about Compass Bible Church here in North Texas, you can go to compassntx.org. Again, that's compassntx.org. And we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast.